uh, whenever he, uh, it wasn't, he committed suicide, that's how he passed away, but, uh, I was nine, and he was 14, and, like, like, I, I, even to this day, I feel a bit, a bit guilty for it, like, I know that it wasn't my fault, but I literally feel so guilty about it at some points, because I'm just, like, I couldn't see through how sad he was, and now that I lost him, I'm just, like, did I do something wrong? Like... Yeah, that is the thing when it comes to, like, suicide and depression. It's, it's so hard because, like, you could be surrounded by people that love you and you love them back, but it's just so hard to, like, fight whatever you're fighting. Like, there's been so many people I've known. Like, prime example, I had a buddy I used to work with. Everything was so good. He was the happiest person in the world. Never could bring him down. A couple years later, here I am looking on Instagram, rest in peace, Doug. And I'm like, wait, what? And I'm asking coworkers, and they told me it took his life. And I'm like, how? He was like one of the nicest people in the world, but somehow something flipped. And even with me, sometimes I battle with depression a lot. Well, I past couple of years I've been battling with it, but I've been pushing it away because I realize how grateful and thankful I am. I think what really changed my mind is the ex-girlfriend, of course, not her, but she had a uh, a neighbor. And I thought he had cerebral palsy by the way he walked because he worked at the local mall. So I didn't want to be a dick and ask him because I'm just not that type of person. So I asked my ex in the car, I was like, hey, like, does he have cerebral palsy? She said, no, something bad happened to him. And so he came over to the house one day and we were chilling in the backyard and I asked him and he looked at me. He said, dude, I used to be just like you. I said, what, ugly, tall and ridiculous looking? He was like, no, I used to be able to walk normal. My arm used to work. What happened was I put a gun to my head and shot myself, but instead of killing myself, it just screwed up my nervous system. So now my right arm doesn't work and my legs are pretty much like close together, like cerebral palsy. And I was like, damn, dude. And he even showed me the hole in his hat. He said, I wear this hat every day to not like uh, dwell on the past, but to show how strong I am and what I lived through. And I think that's what really changed my mind and realized like, holy crap. I'm talking to a survivor. Like most of the people I've known that done it are not here anymore. So it was good to actually speak to somebody who's actually been through it and knows it. Well, you speak to someone right now. Uh, I've been dealing with depression and suicidal thoughts since I was six years old because I grew up with an abusive brother in the house that used to rape me. And uh, he is now far, far away from me, which I'm happy about. Uh, and, uh, I also used to deal with a lot of bullying in school, and uh, that caused me to actually start harming myself, which I'm about a year clean of that now. So, uh, and I've actually uh, tried overdosing a couple times. So, yeah, I, de- I definitely know the feeling of uh, everyone that has suicidal thoughts. I, I know that feeling. It's like a uphill battle. It's like a constant uphill battle with yourself and you're just like am I ever going to get out of this am I ever going to reach happiness am I ever going to be happy with myself will I be able to look myself in the mirror while I stop cutting myself and while I stop doing this and it's, it's so hard and the fact is I think the hardest thing is trying to explain to people that don't know or don't never has been through it it's so much easier to talk to somebody that you care about and knows than to like a psychiatrist or any type of therapist that has probably not been through it or you just don't know them. Like I can't talk to somebody about my problems that I don't know, even though they got the 
you know, special help, but I feel more comfortable talking to a person that knows what I've been through and has been by my side through it all and has actually somewhat experienced it themselves. Yeah, whenever I started, like, whenever people started to recognize uh, a mood change in me, because I used to be the happiest kid ever. Like, I, I used to wear pink. I used to, like, jump around. I used to be the, I used to say hi to strangers, even though you're not supposed to do that. I used to say hi and <laughs> how's your day and stuff like that. I used to, yeah, like, yeah, I, I was one of those kids. I was one of the social butterflies. But now, I, uh, I'm just, like, I'm seeing how fucked up the world can be. And I'm just like, yeah, if you don't talk to me first, I'm not talking to you because, like, with what I've been through, I've actually learned to pick up on, like, I can I can read people, basically. And there are some people out there that are just so fucking hard to read, and then, like, you think you're doing well, and then those people come into your life, and it's just like, I, you're nice to me, but then you do shit that like fucks up everything and it's just like well uh, what the fuck was your intention then like but yeah i i definitely know like the struggle and stuff like that like i i used whenever people started seeing that mood change people started saying hey go go to a therapist take medicine and stuff like that and i i was i was denying all of it because for me with the shit that is on my mind. I know for a fact that if I go say that to a random stranger, I'm going to get locked up for it. Like, I'm going to get put in a mental hospital, stuff like that, because they don't understand what the fuck... Uh, like, they don't understand it from my perspective. Yeah. It's just so fucked up that, like, people want to lock you up for just expressing how you feel to them. And that's the problem that I had for psychiatric facilities. I've been into one when I was a kid, but... Uh, 2019, I I got a job as a psychiatric nursing assistant, so I was with the patients all day, every day. And a lot of them just seemed like they were just normal people. None of them were, like, rubbing shit on the wall, running around naked. It was, like, none of that. It was just really normal. One kid there, he just had anger issues. That's it. But once he got out, I spoke to him because I was like, I don't care. I, l- I left the job anyway, so I wasn't bound by the HIPAA law anymore. So I spoke to him, and he seemed like he was in a clear mind state. He just came from a broken home. That's it. And I was like, you know, I gave him that older brother kind of talk. And the other freaking uh, PNAs would look at me like I was stupid. I'm like, you got to treat these people like human beings. Just because they got a mental illness does not mean they're different from me or you. It makes no sense. It's just, it blows my mind. And then everybody just treats everybody like garbage sometimes. I'm just like, y'all can't do that. I, I would get hated on just because I was nice to the patients. I'm like, that's just not how it is. I'm not who I'm not that person. One of the guys there, they're like, oh, he's the most dangerous one. You can't get to him. He's always angry. I came in, and I sat down in the room with him, and I spoke to him face to face. And he was talking to me about basketball. I mean, when you've been locked up for 10 years and you're only put in a small room, you either go to the bathroom, the small room, your room, or grouped, I'd be mad all day too. Yeah, I, I've actually, uh, I was placed in a mental hospital whenever I was 11 years old, and that's actually where I met my number one bestie now, like, uh, we're all growing up now, uh, we're best fucking friends, like, we've been best friends since I was 11, and, uh, like, 
if you look at if you actually get to know the people that get locked up it it's usually not because of a suicide attempt it's usually just because people look at them and try and talk to them but then whenever they express their feelings you lock them up for it just for expressing how they feel and like what they've been through but you you as a person cannot like judge other people unless you've been through the uh, same things as them because you don't you don't know what people have been through exactly and it's like they just straight up judge like oh you're depressed oh it's just like a stigma there like oh you're depressed well guess what you're gonna kill yourself we gotta hurry up and lock you up and put you in the emergency uh, part of the hospital and then we gotta find you a psychiatric place to go to and that's not all the case not everybody that's depressed wants to kill themselves they just want the pain to stop and that's where a lot of people get it fucked up and twisted same with anxiety i had people tell me anxiety wasn't real i said okay then do you fear anything let's see if you're afraid of heights that that even though anxiety and fear are not the same exactly, but they're still in the same family. So it's just weird how people just dismiss it just because they don't understand it or been through it. Like anxiety has kicked my freaking teeth and I've felt different waves of it from not wanting to eat and throw up to shaking real bad to my head feel like it's pounding to just sweating. I mean, there's so many different versions of anxiety. It's not always the same. And if it is, it's not always great. It hurts. It sucks. It sometimes could be painful. That's actually how I was for the longest time. Like I, I, I'm not diagnosed with it, but I know for a fact that I have depression. I have severe depression because I could be like happy one second and just like something in my brain will just make me sad. Like I, I, I don't know what it is, but I'll just start feeling sad. And a lot of people whenever I would express how I felt and, like, what was going on through my mind, they would just, uh, say, uh, go to a therapist, put pills down your throat, or go to a mental hospital, and I'm just like, no. Because I know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with me. It's just the fact that what I've been through has caused me to be like this. And, like, I know for a fact that I can fix it myself. And if I need help, I know people that I can go to. Like, I don't... And that... For the longest time, I was depressed, but I didn't want to kill myself. Yes, I had those thoughts, but I didn't want to because I have so many people in my life that I know that if I need someone, they're going to be there. But there was a one time I that it was so fucking bad. Because I've only tried to, I've only tried to fully commit to healing myself one time, and that was whenever things were so fucking bad that I literally just wanted the pain to stop, and I actually swallowed a whole bunch of pain pills. Like that's what they were—they were pain pills because I just wanted the pain to stop, and I got locked up for that, and I didn't—I didn't take enough to kill myself, but I got locked up for it, and whenever I was up there. I'm not even going to lie to you. It was, it was uh, Dubois Mental Hospital, and I, up there, the doctor was literally, uh, the doctor, the person that comes in to fucking talk to you and, like, ask you a whole bunch of questions, was saying that there was something wrong with me. And I was sitting in his office, like, yelling for, like, ten minutes straight because I was like, there's nothing fucking wrong with me. Like, I just hate how people, like, look at, like, people like me and you. Like, I just hate it. 
And it's so ridiculous, too. And then they get mad when you call them out for it. You're like, there's nothing. And that's I think that's what really annoys people. Same thing with when a guy tells a girl, you need to calm down when she's, like, getting real hype, like, getting real mad. That is a terrible thing to do. Same thing with doctors saying, like, oh, there's something wrong with you. That's It's just like you're putting them down and pretty much dismissing them as a human. Like, we get it. Depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, all Alzheimer's, all that type of stuff, right? That is just part of being a human. But still, at the same time, like, you can't just dismiss it and just be like, well, there's just something wrong with you. You just need to take a bunch of pills and just zone out and just be meditate, like, sedated. It just doesn't work like that. Sometimes pills don't help. They just make it worse. You Sometimes people get addicted. Some people do this. And sometimes it's not even worth having medicine for you don't always need medicine for depression. You just need somebody to talk to or somebody to understand and not somebody who's putting you down constantly. That's why people don't open up because somebody's always putting down like, oh, there's something wrong with you. You're crazy in the head. You're psychologically fucked. Your life is just crap. A lot of people experience childhood trauma, which could lead to depression later on. Sometimes depression comes without even notice. You could just think of like something, like you said, something bad small and you weren't even trying to think about it and all of a sudden boom it's in your head and you're like oh here it is like and I feel like if people can feel what they're going through then they don't need to be diagnosed I know people are like you need to be diagnosed by a doctor okay just because this person went to school and learned this stuff doesn't mean that they understand completely like prime example pretend I never had depression never had anxiety I go and I study it and I study it and I study it I go and I talk to somebody who has depression and anxiety it doesn't matter if I went and studied it for 50 years. If I've never experienced it, know. how do I know? Yeah, you don't know how it feels. I don't know. I, that's, 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 like, that's why I hate whenever people say, oh, you have to go see a therapist or something like that. Because I can guarantee over 100 fucking therapists out there do not know how their patient is actually feeling. Because uh, the patient is there because... Uh, they were told that they had depression, they have severe anxiety or something like that, but that therapist does not know because I have been to therapy three times and every single time I have been either locked up or close to locked up because that person does not understand what is going on through my head. Exactly, and they don't know how to talk to you. When somebody who's experienced it and knows a little bit more, they might not know exactly what you're going through. But they can relate on a depression depression level, and it makes you feel comfort a little bit more. Like when I talk to people and they tell me what's going on in their lives, they mainly don't open up to me in the beginning, which is fine. Everybody has their time. Everybody's got trust issues. They're keeping that wall up, and they don't trust me. And I always tell them, I said, if you want to know the real me, just watch from the dark. Don't even watch when I'm around. Watch when I'm in the when you're in the dark. Just sit back and watch me, because you'll see my true colors come out eventually. And that's how I tell everybody. You want to see somebody's true colors? Sit back and watch. You'll see them. You don't have to interact. But I've always tried to help people. And people would come to me. And they would always talk to me. And sometimes I would talk to my buddy. Because he would always help me through my problems. Because when you're taking in everybody else's problems, you don't really have time for yourself and help yourself. And, you know, I've been needing it. So I've been talking to my buddy who's been around for 12 years. And I'm like, well, he's been through everything with me. So, you know, he... He's a little bit on the rough edge side, but I mean, he still understands and he listens and that's all I wanted him to do is just listen. And that's what most people need is somebody just to listen. I mean, 
it, it just it is what it is. But just saying, just like oh, it's not real, or oh, you just got issues, or you just need to take medicine. You need to go to a psych ward and spend your whole life there. You psychotic idiot. Like it makes no sense. And it's just everybody thinks just because somebody has something going on in their life that they automatically have to be sent to a psych ward. It's not that serious. Not everybody with depression needs to go to a psych ward. Not everybody's trying to kill themselves. Even with people that have attempted suicide, I always tell them, like, you know, it would just be good to sit down with somebody that cares about you and that you could trust to talk to, even if you attempted it. You know, my buddy Matt, he attempted it. I've been fighting it with him for so many years, and he finally got out of that darkness. From the age of 9 to the age of 18, I was always there every day for him, every day. Just ask him, you doing a little bit better today? You need to cheer up, or you need to just get over it. Like, stuff like that is so toxic and so demean, like demeaning to people, it's not even funny. It's like, you're pretty much putting them down, and I'm like, no, don't do that. I'd always go to Matt and be like, and I hate the one that people say too, I'm here if you need me. Just, I'm one text away. One Don't do that. That is so annoying. I hate that shit. And I'm like, look, just be there and just support your friends regardless of what they're going through. And that's what I did. And that's why people listen to what I say and why people trust me is because I try to help folks because I know what it's like to live a shitty life. Yeah, my life. But we could talk on a mental health level of depression because we know what depression is like. Regardless if you're affected because, um, you know, let's just say uh, somebody passed in your family. Or me, on the other hand, I lost a relationship. Even though those are two different things, still, depression is depression, regardless of what you look at it. Yeah, that, that's, like, I, I have never said to someone that I'm going to be there for them because... Whenever you get to talking to me, you know that I'm going to be there. Like, I'm I'm one of those types of people that, like, I'm the nicest person ever. But I don't let a lot of people see how I'm actually feeling. Because, like, I just like to put a persona out that I'm the happiest kid ever and that I'm always going to be, like, that I'm always going to be there for people. Because at the end of the day, like, if I'm being completely honest with you, at the end of the day, we're going to die anyway. Right. But you have to you have to make the most of your life while you're still here. Instead of just like instead of focusing on certain things, I know for some people it might be hard not to focus on those things. But a lot of people that are depressed need to like realize that there is more to life than what has happened to them. Because like I realized that uh, like about a year ago. Because, like, that's whenever my brother moved out, and I'm just like, well, where's my happiness been all this time? Because after he moved out, I'm, I turned back into, like, a nice kid, and I, I was actually happy. And, I, like, those uh, those things that happen in your past, yes, those can pull you down pretty fucking far. Trust me, I've been at rock bottom. But you can't let those things drag you down forever. Exactly. And what irritates me the most is the guys that I come across, and they're just, they don't care. Like, saying that a girl's crazy, I don't ever say that. A lot of guys say that. But nine times out of ten, the guy's doing that, making her crazy. Like, she didn't just become insecure because she's insecure. 
it wasn't just that. There's something that's happened in her past. And that's why when I'm dating somebody and they're like, let me see your phone, let me do this, they don't trust me. It's because I, I understand. They've been through something in their life I can't you know, understand or maybe I wasn't there for. But I'm not going to get mad and be like, man, this bitch crazy. That's not the truth. Like, And the fact is I'm just so tired of hearing. I, had, I heard a guy say this and I got mad. He was like, oh, I make the girls feel loved. And then the moment they open up to me and they tell me their life story, then I rip their heart out and walk away. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Are you, did you just say that in front of me? Like, you know, I'm over here. Prime example, there's a girl that I like, right? We've had good chemistry, but she had a boyfriend at the time and the guy didn't like me. So me and her had a falling out. I didn't want her to choose in between me and him. So I made the choice for her. And distance myself from her. But then she became single four years later. We we talked. We hung out. I went to her house. And, you know, everything was good. It just... Something about that, you know, feeling that I've never had for a girl before. It, it made me feel it. But the fact is, you know, she's like, oh, you're four hours away. I don't want to date somebody four hours away and all that stuff. But she keeps running back to guys that are toxic. And I'm just like... It sucks because I really like this girl. I really want to show her like what a real man is actually worth having. Somebody who's going to cherish her. You know, she looked me in my eyes and said, you're too good for me. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not above anybody. I'm just Nick. That's who I am. But she always goes back to toxic guys. And I don't know if it's because I'm not there or is that what she's comfortable with? I don't know. before and at and at the time you don't you don't realize how toxic it is because if you fall for someone you you don't want to see how toxic it is because I was in a very abusive relationship uh the guy raped me the guy beat the shit out of me but I didn't want to see the bad side of him I only wanted to see the good side of him and I was in a relationship with him for like two years while he was doing all of this shit to me, but I didn't want to see that. And then, uh, my most recent boyfriend, I'm just, like, it, looking at it, and I'm just like, where did you come from, you're too good for me, type deal. Like, I, I just don't understand it. And it's so weird, like, because I, I told her, because she asked me, what was my motive? And I was like, you've known me for four years, Brooke, like, I wouldn't tear your life apart. I'm not the charmer. I'm not Mr. Charmer who comes in, charms you all up, and then makes you open your life to me, and then I just rip your heart out. That's just not who I am. It's never been my motive. My motive is to treat you right, be there for you, do whatever you need me to do, and just love you for who you are. And, you know, it sucks being four hours away because I'd see her run back to her ex, and he's just such a douchebag. He's like, talking shit about her on the phone to his friends he's texting other girls but then she was like well she took me off a of snapchat didn't even tell me i was like why'd you do that and she was like well i don't want to start an argument with him i said who is him she was like steven i'm like oh so you're going back to him she was like yeah i told him to remove all the girls off of his uh phones so i removed you off but i'm gonna keep you on facebook just to keep in contact and i'm like it kind of sucks because you know 
we've always been really good friends. And the fact is, you know, she always said, oh, you'll always be there for me. You'll always have a place in my heart. But then the moment, you know, I'm not there, she runs back to this guy. And then it's just like she needs to cut everybody off. And it just sucks. Yeah, like, you shouldn't, like, I understand her perspective because I, I've, I've been in the situation. But, like, if you're in a relationship where you have to cut people off, that's not a good relationship. Like, it's just not. Why do you think girls do that from your point of view? Since I'm, you know, can't really speak on that. Because, uh... Uh, whenever a girl like falls in love, you usually if they fall in love with the wrong guy, they don't want to see that it's the wrong guy, and they they'll do anything to be with that person, and they'll basically let that person control their life. Uh, and they'll they'll cut people off. They'll start acting different for that person, and it's it's just it's just the brain telling them that it's a good relationship but it's not like they just don't want to see that side of the person that they love that makes sense do you feel do you feel like they're like trying to just see the good in the person and not the bad even when everybody else around them is like you know he's bad for you you know he's bad for you which i've never like said that to her because i'm like i just don't want to piss her off but in my mind i'm like you know, I know some people would be like, well, he's bad for you. And she knows he's bad for her, but she continues to, like, want to be with him. And I'm like, well, there's nothing I could say or do to change it. It's just your life, not mine. But I never could understand the girl's mind because I'm a dude. But I would like to learn as much as I can about why, you know, girls fall for toxic dudes that aren't worth the shit. My buddy Robbie, he was pulling girls in left and right, and he was the most toxic person I could ever fucking imagine that dude was just so toxic it was just crazy but girls were just falling head over heels for him he'd literally call them names and break up with them and they would still be like falling in love with them i thought it was weird yeah because a, a lot of girls just don't want to see that side to a person because like uh, me personally i like to see the good in everyone but that has led me to pretty fucked up relationships and now i'm just looking for people that I know have the good side and if they start like doing shit like I'm just like no but there are a lot of girls out there that don't say no they just they just accept it as it is and that's why I always told like her particularly I'm just gonna say her name Brooklyn so like I told Brooklyn all the time like if you're uncomfortable with something just let me know, like, whether it was, like, me and her holding hands or her kissing me or us laying in bed. Because I spent four days with her. You know, she was single. We, there was an abandoned house at the end of her road, and we would sit on the back porch and just talk about life and everything. And, you know, that's where she told me, you're too good for me. And I'm like, why? Just, I'm not. I'm just me. And we kissed, and we, you know, showered together. We laid in bed together and everything. But... You know, I had to come back to Virginia. She lives in North Carolina. She's like, well, if you ever move back, I wouldn't be dating these bums. But then I'm thinking to myself, what if I do move back? And, you know, you try to give it a chance, but you end up, like, repeating or relapsing and going back to your ex. Or, 
something like that. That was something I really worried about as well. Like she was like, I wouldn't be dating these low lifes if you were here. But I'm like, what if I do come back? I'm worried that you're just going to let me go again and rush back to him or rush back to another toxic dude. See, with girls like that, you got to give them the, the time. Like it, it's kind of complicated for me to like explain this, but uh, I'm gonna try. Uh, but with girls like that, you have to like be patient with them because you have to show them. Like, you can't just, like, uh, put on, like, you can't just, like, be nice 24-7. Like, you have to show them every single bit of you, even the bad side of you. And you have to show them how good you are compared to the guy that they're going for. Because you have to point out the things that are wrong. Because that's actually what got me out of my toxic relationship before. Because there was this uh, one guy uh, uh, that I I was really good friends with for like 10 years. And whenever I was with my toxic ex-boyfriend, my friend actually was able to show me that there's better guys out there. And that, uh, that the relationship that I was in was toxic. Because a man shouldn't hit a woman and stuff and stuff like that. He was just saying all that shit. And that actually, eventually, that got me out of the relationship because I was like, I, he helped me become strong enough to stand up for myself. Right. That was the thing. Like, she's such a good person. I mean, I don't... Women out there that have been through a lot of shit, I always, like feel bad for them because it's not always their fault like it's the dude's fault because i met a lot of fucked boys but some of the girls out there like my ex they are toxic people that do toxic things like she accused me of domestic violence and i'm like sweetheart we can do this right in front of god we can take this to heaven and i'll show you swear up and down i ain't never put my hand on you if i did i would be dead as a doornail because your daddy and my dad would have jumped on me no time flat and i'd be in the grave somewhere but it's just not in my heart. It's just never been. But she she's such a good person. She's motivated. She, you know, wants to, you know, get another job. She's motivated. Like, they live in a very small house. So she's got, like, a uh, a garage out back. And they pretty much made that her room. And I kind of helped her with that, along with her mom and sister. But she paid them. She didn't pay me. I just did it because I wanted to help her out. And, um... It just sucked because, like, once I left, like, to come back here, you know, we talked a little bit, and she was like, well, I'm going to give him another chance. She gave him another chance, and that's where he did the talking crap to her, to his friends, and talking to another girl. And to be honest with you, I don't think he's going to change. He, the problem I have with some girls is they try to fix a dude that's destroyed, like, or just a bad person. They just think he's broken and he needs fixing. And I used to tell my buddy's uh, baby mama or mother of his child, I'd be like, you can't fix something that's not broken. I've known this guy for 20 years. He's just a fuckboy. You cannot change him. She even gave him a kid and still didn't change him. So, I don't know. It's just, I guess, I feel like it's a self-esteem thing as well. Like, oh, I feel like I don't deserve a good guy. I deserve a shitty guy. And then when a good guy comes in, I feel like they just don't know how to handle it because they're so used to being treated like dog shit. 
Yeah, that's how I was for a long period of time. Because, like, I, I, even to this day, in the back of my head, I'm just like, it, like, in the back of my head, I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I probably don't deserve a good guy. Because not only have I been in the toxic relationships, but I've also done a lot of shit that, like, doesn't deserve to be, like, forgiven. And, uh, like, uh, even in the back of my head, I'm just like, I, I don't deserve a good guy. I just don't. Do you think it's due to, like, like even just prime example in your personal life, do you think it's the environment that you grew up around, like, the dudes around there? Like, if you would have grown up with, like, nothing but good dudes in your life, do you think that you would ever go for a toxic guy or do you think it would be a good dude? Well, a, a lot of the females that go for toxic guys have been in horrible situations, whether it's home life, whether it's relationships or anything like that. But if you, if you grew up in an area where you like were raised to know what a guy should do and what a guy shouldn't do then a lot of girls that were raised like that are gonna go for the good guys because they were raised to know better but there are a lot of girls out there that weren't taught what what a relationship would be like because they weren't raised around like like let let's see me for instance um my parents went it aren't the best like like they raised me good and stuff like that but they were always on bad terms like they were always disagreeing and that's what caused me to go for guys that like i i disagreed with a lot and i used to argue all the time with them and that would cause a lot of fights but i wasn't taught how a guy should treat me so I go for the toxic guys because I fall in love with the toxic guy and I just assume that it's a good guy and I that is such a good point too that was really I was really making me think that was really good and I feel like also as well what guys like me are not seeing is how they're treating the girls in the beginning like oh he is a sweet dude oh he is because that's like how me and my ex started off she was so sweet amazing and then just at the end of the relationship it was just like she cheated i'm like are you kidding so it's like i feel like some girls the guy talks them up it makes them sweet like sweet talks to them treats them so good and even though they're friends or their family or their guy friends be like man that dude's toxic like you were saying earlier, they only want to see the good. So she's probably thinking, oh, the good parts that this guy did, not the bad parts. Even though if he's doing more, like, prime example, let's just say a guy named Chad. And Brittany, Brittany's in love with Chad, but Chad sweet-talked her, was nice to her about a few months. They stopped started dating. He's an alcoholic. He beats on her. He fucking treats her like shit, isolates her from her family. Do you feel like Brittany's just, even though everybody tells her, do you think that she's just focused on the good part that she saw in Chad when they first met? Is that why girls go for toxic guys and they don't believe what other people say or what? Yeah, because actually your example is pretty close to a relationship that I had. Uh, But I was in a relationship. I was best friends for this dude for like 10 years. And 
he has been like amazing like he's he's always been there for me uh and like he was always able to make me laugh when we were younger but recently uh whenever he started like showing signs that like he was beginning to become toxic because we started fighting a lot and uh, there was one point where he actually knocked me on the ground and uh, caused my arm to bleed because I had a, uh, there was a nail uh, on the ground. And uh, I, I knew from that day, like in the back of my mind, I knew from that day that he was toxic. But in the front of my brain, all that was playing in my head was the good things that he's done. Because even the most toxic guys ever, they do have a good side. Everyone has a good side. But most guys nowadays don't like to show that. And uh, he actually cheated on me because he apparently said that I, I wasn't good enough for him and stuff like that. And I'm just like sitting back and... Those feelings are probably never going to go away because he was my first love. Those feelings are never going to go away, even though I know for a fact that he's fucking toxic now. Uh, but in the back of my mind, it, it, those good those good things that he's done are still there. And a lot of girls just want to see the good side. They don't want to see the bad side. And it's so crazy, too, because, like, a good guy will come, and then you'll see the girl, they'll hit it off, and he feels like there's something there, and then all of a sudden she'll break him, not purposely, but she'll break his heart just because, you know, how she feels about the toxic guy, and then the guy that was good gets pissed off and just, I think, gets angry and just pretty much says, fuck it, and that, that, that can be a major issue, too, because some guys will you know, fall in love with somebody and be like in love with the girl and then all of a sudden it could affect them and then they can be that guy and turn, on, turn around and be like, okay, she wants to break my heart then I'm going to go break hers by screwing her friends or hurting the people she loves and sometimes it could be really, really dangerous and I worry about that because I'm just like, I don't want to get hurt to the point where I lose control or lose faith in, you know, a girl and just, like, become a misogynist, you know, I don't want to be like that, I'm, I always was worried about, you know, giving my all to somebody and then just turn around and keep constantly getting screwed over and over, because it was a repeating thing, it was like getting screwed, getting screwed, getting screwed, it got to the point where I was like, well, fuck it, and I stopped dating for so many years, I just stopped, I could, I couldn't do it, but with Brooklyn, it was like she was always on my mind some way or another, even when I was dating my ex, you know, I just didn't appreciate her enough like I did Brooklyn. And if I treat a girl like shit, yo, they leave me right then and there. Like, on the spot, never hear from again. So it, it kind of blows a good guy's mind when a girl runs back to a guy who's toxic. Because, like, if I become toxic tomorrow or right on this phone call, guess what? They they dip out. They're gone. They're never coming back. I don't care if I do exactly what her ex-boyfriend did. Guess what? Boom. I get dropped. And that's it. And that's also what... I think what pisses off the good guys are like, if we do this, we get immediately dropped, blocked, locked up in jail, key thrown away. But these toxic dudes, they run around, they're still in love with them. And I think that's where the line is very blurry and the line is very like, 
that's where it gets complicated in my eyes. I'm just taking it all in. You're teaching me as we're going along, so I'm just like sitting back and thinking about it. Cause it, it, I'm a good dude. I, I've had anger issues, but I've never taken it out on a female. Like especially with, with Brooklyn, I never taken it out on her. I'd never take it out on anybody. I've gotten a lot better as I gotten older. I mean, I'd go and do like push ups or go run in or go hit a punching bag. But it just, I think it really sucks too. And I think this is because of just the wrong female. It'd be a good guy. Like, me and a couple of my buddies, we're good dudes. Like, even when I got cheated on, most guys would jump on Instagram and go like a bunch of models' pictures. I don't do that. I don't really talk to girls like that at all. And I've been single since March of this year. No, February of this year. And it's already May, and I haven't really spoken to anybody besides Brooklyn. And I didn't even think that me and her were going to be cool ever again, especially after our little falling out we had in 2017. So, it just... I think what also worries us is that good dudes will find a girl and then they'll stab us in the back. And we're like, is it because she doesn't want a good dude? Do girls nowadays just want fuckboys? Do they want this? Or is it because that girl was toxic and she wasn't good for us in the first place? Well, going through a girl's mind, especially whenever it comes to someone who's cheating, it's, it's, 
it could be a variety of things. It could be because they don't think that the guy, it, it, like, they don't think they're good enough for the guy, and they just want, they don't, they but they're too nice to tell the person that, hey, you're too good for me, and, like, they, they don't think it's going to work out because they're too, uh, they think that the guy's too good for them. But there's also the girls that, like, the guy will say, hey, I like you, and then the girl will be too nice to say, hey, I, I they'll, they'll be too nice to basically shut the guy down. So they'll get in a relationship with them, and then instead of shutting them down nicely, they'll just cheat and hope that the guy is okay. But in a lot of cases, the guy is not okay, and the guy gets heartbroken. And, like, that that's why I... It, that's coming from a girl that has cheated and now fucking regrets it. Uh, and uh, to be completely honest, I didn't mean to. Because in, in the back of my mind, I went to camp one one year. And this, uh, this uh, boy that was younger than me uh, had, had, like, the baby face. Like, you, the baby face you can't say fucking no to. And... Uh, and uh, I got in a relationship with this guy because I, I was like, he was, he liked me. And I was like, I'm one of those types of people that have trouble actually shutting people down for, for certain things. Like, I have trouble standing up for myself and, like, saying how I feel. So I got in a relationship with this person. And uh, in the back of my mind, I, I didn't I didn't like this person. Like, I, I mean, I liked him as a friend, yes. But I didn't like him in the way that he liked me. And I actually forgot that I was dating him. And I got in a relationship with the person I'm with now. And whenever uh, it, something in the back of my mind made me uh, remember, I was just like, hey, you're still in a relationship with this other guy. And I'm just, and then I was like heartbroken. I was like, what the fuck did I just do? And uh, I, I ended up hurting not one but two people. Uh, the the guy that I first started dating is now in a happy relationship, and now I'm in a happy relationship, and we are just friends. So now everything's worked out. But in the moment, a lot of girls will just lock up how they feel, because like. A lot of girls will just be like, well, what the fuck do I do? Because I just fucked up. But there are also the girls that are just like, that are just toxic as fuck and don't, and just want to hurt someone, basically. And that was what I was thinking in my mind. I was like, I always tell a girl, I said, whatever you're feeling, let me know. You don't have to worry about hurting me regardless. If you're not interested in me, tell me. If you are uncomfortable with something, tell me. That's why the whole time when I was hanging with Brooklyn, I said, if something is uncomfortable, let me know. If you don't like to, like being touched in a certain way, like maybe on your shoulder, your arm, because some people have trigger spots, especially if you've been taken advantage of sexually or you know physically, there might be some areas that are more sensitive than others that might trigger a flashback or something. And I always tell her, like, I'd rather you just tell me straight up and then instead of going to hurt me. But then at the same time, you don't want to open that door 
for that girl to be like, well, look, I'll always be here for you regardless. Whether you hurt me or not, I want you to come and tell me. But then you don't want them to get too comfortable and be like, okay, and they don't mind hurting you now. That's what I worry about because I don't want to, I want to tell a girl like, hey, consent, yeah, I'll always say that. And, you know, you're going to hurt me regardless, but just tell me the truth. Just tell me how you feel. If you don't want to be with me, I'll just let me go and I'll go. But then at the same time, you don't want to be like, okay, and then just let them continue to hurt you. And you're like, hold on now. I told you that, but I didn't say that was a green light for, oh, it's okay to hurt me now. Well, see, uh, um, I've changed a lot over the years, but I'm the type of person now that with a lot of things, yes, I'll be truthful with. But since I've had to lie so much in my life, there are times that by habit, like in the back of my mind, that habit is still there, and I'll just accidentally lie. Like, I, it won't be intentional to lie about something that that could be, like, the smallest thing ever. Like, let's say, like, something got broken, and I'm the one who broke it. By habit, I'll say, no, I didn't break it, it was someone else, but... Me, personally, I want to tell the truth, and I want to say, hey, yes, I broke it. Like, I like taking responsibility for the things that I do. But since I've had to lie so much in my life about my brother, about toxic relationships, about what has happened in my life and stuff that I don't want to talk about, I, I'm so used to lying that that by habit, I'll just lie about the simplest things or things that I know that if I lie about them, it's just going to hurt someone more than just telling the truth. But I lie by habit. Yeah, it's became like second nature to you. And it's yeah. not what you pur purposely do it. It's just you've done it so much. It's become like a bad habit is what it is. Which, you know, you try not to, but sometimes it slips out every once in a while, which sucks. My thing is... Oh, crap, I almost dropped my phone by accident. Whoopsie. Um, I think the thing is that a lot of guys don't understand when it comes to the female is why do they feel the need to, like, sleep around with so many people? Like, I don't... I know from a guy's perspective why they're a dog, but why do you think a lot of girls just... I mean, not just necessarily sleep around. Like, prime example, I have an ex, right? She has a different dude every, like... I mean, shh. Every time I look at her Snapchat, she's got a different dude. And sometimes she lasts with them, sometimes she doesn't. But I'm not trying to sit here and say, like, she's some hoe bag that can't keep a man. She's jumping from one man to another. Nah. I mean, she keeps him for, like, a couple weeks, a month, you know. I mean, but it's still weird. It's like every time I see her with the new dude and I'm like, is that because she's just a toxic girl? Is it because she's with a bunch of toxic dudes? Or is it because... You know, she just likes dating a bunch of people, or is it, is she because of hoe? Like, I don't know, because she doesn't come off like a, you know, let's go to the club, uh, let's dress half naked, let's go get wasted. No, she likes going to, like, the racetrack and hanging out with family at the racetrack, and, you know, she goes to college and does what she needs to do, but it just seems like she'll stay single for a short period of time and then jump in another relationship. Same thing with, like, I'll get broken up with, or one of my guys would get broken up with. And then the girl will be in a relationship the next time. Do you feel like that's um, 
a girl jumping in a relationship right after she gets out of one, do you think it's because she never cared about the guy? Or do you feel like she just doesn't want to be alone? Well, that's kind of half and half, because it, it could be either scenario. Uh, with me personally, whenever I was younger, I was that girl. But with how, it, from my perspective, it was just because I... I had severe separation anxiety, and I was just scared to be alone. So, like, if, like, I didn't like the guy, and, like, that guy started realizing that I didn't like him, he would break up with me, and then I would just find someone else that liked me like that, because I was scared to be alone. Because I, a lot of girls that have experienced, uh, like, uh, any type of separation from someone that they care about, like, losing a loved one or something like that they're scared to like be by themselves because they're they're scared that if they're by themselves they won't be able to take care of themselves basically like they're scared that i it's hard to put this in words but they're basically scared to i like they're scared that they're not going to be able to make it on their own because a lot of girls don't know how independent they can be on their own. So they just rely on a significant other to take care of them instead of them taking care of themselves. Hmm. Yeah, because it's like, I think that attracts a man, a real man, not a fuckboy, is a girl that's independent. And it just seems kind of hard to find that sometimes. Because we also worried, like, oh, she wasn't, she didn't love me in the first place. She was unfaithful. And it comes to that in mind because you see her with this new dude. And they're on social media and everybody's congratulating them. Oh, you're so great. Whether she cheated on you with that guy or she broke up with you and got with that guy. I think a lot of problems, like with me personally, I'll see them on social media and it seems like they're living their best life. It's like, oh my God, she found her soulmate. She's so happy. She's smiling. They're going out and doing things. Why I'm sitting at home dealing with the depression and anxiety and the why and the what ifs. Why she's going out living her best life. And I think that's another reason why guys kill themselves when it comes to relationships. Because they just felt like they were never good enough for that girl. And they just got used. And it puts that dark thought in my head or their head like, well, she deserves better than I. She deserves better than me. Like my ex, prime example, she was telling me she broke up with her ex-boyfriend who already suffered with depression. He was working with her parents, and he was dating this other girl. Well, that girl went and cheated on him. So he decided to leave work on his lunch break, grabbed his shotgun, went to her house, waited for her to come in the door, and then blew his brains out right in front of her, which I thought was not a good idea, and that was... I mean, whether he wanted to get back at her, that was a terrible way to get back at her, but it's just... That's what worries me when these girls do stuff like that because what girls don't understand is they're they're a weakness to men. Like, they say money and fame. No, a woman is. A woman can make a man change who he is completely. And when, you know, same thing with, like, when a girl puts makeup on, you know, they want that recognition of, hey, do I look beautiful? You come and tell a guy, like, hey, honey, you're looking a little fat or, honey, you're anorexic or you don't look good. It hurts our self-esteem as well, and sometimes we don't try to show it. We try to shrug it off, but we do care what the girl we're talking to or the girl we're dating thinks. 
So we try to change that. You know, like when Brooke hugged me, she was like, oh, you're not as muscular as you were back then. And I was like, well, thanks. I haven't been to the gym and I've been dealing with depression and, you know, self-hatred. Of course, back then I was in a healthier mindset. (laughs) But like just small things like that, you know, can make a man feel a way. And I think it becomes a problem when the girls start dating the guy's best friend. I think that's just a toxic girl in general. But, I mean... I've saw that happen with my buddy and we had to see not only we had to see the girl we had to see her with the guy and I had to hold my buddy back from going over there and doing something to him because they were childhood friends and I'm like don't do it it ain't worth it but um, I just think she was just a toxic person in general if you have the heart the cold heart is just to date a guy's best friend like if Matt was a terrible person right if he was just a god awful person I would have gave two shits I would have been like well Maybe she found a better man than you. But he was such a good dude, and he was such down to earth. And you know how sometimes you girls are like, well, you don't know him as good as you think you do. I, I know my friends. Like, I've known them for so many years. I know their whole life in and out. And even the way they treat girls, I watch from a distance. You know, sometimes I would, you know, sneak in my car and follow them sometimes because the girl was saying that my buddy was beating on her, and I was like, me and his brother jumped in the car. And we waited, and we watched. Not one single time after the whole time we were stalking them. <laughs> Which, this isn't Matt. This is another friend of mine. Um, another friend of mine, there's, we jumped in the car, and we're like, okay, so where's the cheating? Because they were, they were trying to say that um, my buddy was cheating on his old lady, so we jumped in the car. Never saw it happen. But still, it's just like... Even in Matt's perspective, he is a good dude, and he just got cheated on. Same thing with another friend. It's just constantly, everybody's falling out of relationships that are in my group, and I'm like, these are good dudes. Like, and I think dudes fall back for girls that hurt them. Like, prime example, I have a buddy who was in a relationship, was supposed to get married next year, and he just broke it off with his old lady, and now he's talking about the girl that ruined his life, like, dragged him and pulled his heartstrings for about nine years and so I'm like why are you still in love with this girl like get it over yourself dude like and it's just sometimes men we get treated like dog shit by the girl but when we fall in love for real that girl can rip our life apart and somehow we're still in freaking love even when you try to move on you're still in love he was supposed to get married have a great life move up there be with her I was happy for him but then he relapsed and I'm like oh great and that was the thing and it just it really does suck it really does i don't I don't know where i'm going with this to be honest with you <laughs> i have no idea what the question was supposed to be but i think it's um being a good dude and seeing a girl that you really like and she chased toxic people even when you tried to show her that there's good men out there it's like they're scared to give you that chance because they feel like that you'll tear their heart out and it'll be a I guess because they're not, they don't mind a guy that they've been with, that they're comfortable with, tearing their heart out, competed over and over again. But I don't know if they're like worried that the new dude's going to rip their heart out or not. I'm not sure. Do you, in your mind, do you feel like girls like friend zone some of the guys that they actually do care about because they're scared of losing them if their relationship falls apart? Or do you think it's just because um, of something else? It's definitely because it, whenever 
someone is good. Uh, and we're so used to being treated like shit. We don't put our walls down for the people that we know can be good to us. But it's not because we're, we're necessarily scared. It's because we don't believe that we deserve that goodness. Because a lot of the girls that go for toxic guys ha- have a lot of regrets about stuff that they have done. And they take those regrets and they basically put themselves accountable for it. And they're like, well, I've hurt so many people or I've done so many bad things that I don't deserve to be treated goodly. Like, they don't deserve, they feel like they don't deserve to be treated in a good manner because of what they have done. And that's what a lot of girls that, like, or in toxic relationships because they just feel like it's the best option because they they feel like this is that's the way they should be treated. Hmm. That's that's making me think. That actually, I don't know what to say to that. That's a lot of the stuff you're saying is so real, and it's just like I'm glad I got your perspective because. Me and the boys will sit around and talk about it, but there's only so much we could say because we're not in the eyes of a woman. Like, we can't speak on a woman's perspective, and that's why I'm so glad you're speaking it for me. Because I just, I could never understand it. And sometimes when I was younger, it did bother me. You know, it bothered me a lot, especially if I care about a girl and she'd just be like, oh, I see you as a brother. And I'm like, Fuck that. Like, I don't want to be your brother. <laughs> and it was so weird, too. Like, prime example, back to that girl that, you know, is into race car and stuff and jumping through guys. She would not date me to save my life. And I just, I was mad about it. So I kind of talked shit to her at lunch. I was like, man, fuck you. I don't care. I don't care. And it's like, I feel like the whole time I was chasing her, which I feel like guys shouldn't be chasing. I don't know why. I just, I feel like the moment a guy chases, a girl, it just kind of, it kind of gets to the point where I don't think the girl's going to be interested. So the moment I gave up on her, I was like, Psh, I ain't dating her. I don't care. She gave me that chance. And I never understood that. I'm like, is it because girls don't want guys to chase them? Is it because they want them to be like, oh, I care about you. But then they're like, all right, I don't care about you now. I'm stop giving you that attention. I don't know what that, what that all about was. I don't know what to say about that one. It's just, it's weird because it seems like some girls, they're like, they want that attention, but then they don't want that attention. I just don't know. It's it's very, it's very different for like a fuckboy, prime example. A lot of those guys just want what's in between the girl's legs. They just want that fix. It's kind of like almost like an addiction because a lot of times they might have not had a father that taught them the right way or showed them how to treat a woman and as a man, it's so easy to fall, even just fall for evil. Because it's so much easier to do evil than to do good. Like, it's so much better to go steal than to go buy. It's easier, excuse me, it's easier to go steal a car than buy a car. And sometimes in a man's perspective, it's just easier to do bad than it is good. And that's why we have fuckboys. And I feel like some of the fuckboys have just been hurt. And they just decided to become fuckboys. You know, and they're surrounded with friends. Like, I could have easily been with my boy Robbie. 
and just been like, nah, fuck this. I'm not going to be a good dude anymore. I'm going to be a douchebag. But if I become a douchebag and act like him, I'm going to get rejected the rest of my life. But him, they just love it. They love it. They eat it up. And I just never understood it. But like you said, going back to that. Well, see, uh, going back to the guy that I was talking about, uh, that, like, was talking about that girl in front of me and stuff like that. Yeah, he, before he did all that shit, I, I actually got to know him more, and I, he's been hurt so many times, like, more times than I've probably been hurt, and that's, like, that's incredible, because I've been hurt for most of my life. Uh... And what he did, the reason that we got into the fight is because he didn't want to see that what he did was wrong. Like, he was basically pointing me out for saying that I was calling him the bad guy and stuff like that, but I wasn't. Like, from my perspective, I was not saying that he was the bad guy. I was just saying that, I was just saying straight up to him, I was like, hey, what, what you did was wrong and you need to fucking realize what you did was wrong. But for guys that have been hurt, they they don't they take it as a therapy. They they go around to girls and use that as a therapy. And a lot of girls do that too. They they rely on a guy to help them. And sometimes that guy's not doing the best interest for them, like. Going back to the girl that I'm in love with, she she has the car off of that guy, but he was supposed to sign it over to her dad, and he never even did. He rather would go to the beach than to sign the car over to her, and I'm just like, it, it's hard to like, I don't know. See, you could tell a girl something, but obviously, like you said, like they only want to see the good in the dudes, and eventually they do move on. But it seems like it takes for a while, and I think men were very <laughs> were very impatient. Not me, because I really care about this girl. I really do, and I don't want her to be like mad or whatever at me for you know just thinking it. I never say it because I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't want her because she knows, like she knows. She's like, I know he's bad for me. I know he's this. I know he's that. You don't even have to tell me, and I don't even tell her. She'll just randomly say it. She's like, I know he's toxic, and I'm like looking at her like, if you know, then. Why would you put yourself through that? Like, you are good enough. Even, but I think it's also like a self-esteem because she tells me that she fights herself all the time. She's like, her mind and heart fight against each other. Like, no, yes, no, yes. And most of the time, the bad says yes and she goes with what the bad says. And at the same time, you know, I would like to be her, be with there, be there with her, but... You know, being four hours away, she doesn't want to give that a chance. But then I'm worried, like, if I don't come back, she'll end up with the guy and date him for many, many years, and I'll never get that chance. But if I do come back, what if we do get together? I'm worried about her walking out and just saying, like, oh, I want to be back with that toxic guy, then to be back, you know, then to be with you. But at the same time, I'm not inside of her brain. I don't know if I'm overthinking that, or am I just, like, being realistic with myself. I just don't know. Well, for a girl like her, but I, I'm already painting a picture of what she looks like because girls like that kind of 
the same as well. Uh, but we, girls like that, they just, you have to, instead of just like, you have to like get, you have to like open yourself up. Like if you want a relationship with a girl like that, you're going to have to open yourself up to her. Like you have to take the risk. You have to show her that you're taking the risk. Or she's not going to give you that chance because she's going to think that you're like everyone else. She's going to think that because you're not taking the risk. Because a lot of girls want to see a guy take a risk just to show them how much the guy actually cares. Because, like, a lot of the times uh, I've been in situations where the guy says, oh, I'll be here forever and stuff like that. But... And then they'll, like, start trying to get into a relationship, and I'm just like, how do I know you're not going to hurt me? And a lot of girls try and find the guys that will take the risk for them so that they know how serious you are about them. Well, you're right. You're right. All I can... All I can do is just move back to NC and see where it goes from there. And I told her, I said, even if we don't work out, I said, we could always still be friends. And a lot of people are like, oh, you can't be friends with your exes. I'm friends with one of my exes, Kelsey. You know, she's been going through a lot lately, and she cut herself, and she went really deep in her arm, and that, it, ugh. But I've been there for her and everything, and I've known that girl for many, many years. So I, that's why I told her, I said, look, I said, I know a lot of people can't be friends with their exes. I said, but no matter what, like, if you don't want to be with me, we could just still be friends. I'll always be here because that's what we started off as, friends. I came around when she was dating these other guys. And that's how I know this guy's a really bad guy because there was no issue for me coming around when she was dating this other guy or the guy before him. You know what I'm saying? I've always been around the dude she's dated, but all of a sudden this guy... He's like, nah, you need to cut everybody off. Why? Just because you got caught cheating doesn't mean that she's going to cheat. Unless if you cheat on her, she'll probably turn around and cheat on you. I don't know. But Well, see, I've encountered guys like that, and I can actually speak from a perspective like that. Uh, even though I'm not a guy. But I've dated girls before. Like, I, I know how... Uh, I. Part of me knows how a guy's mind works. And guys that say, oh, you have to cut everyone off and stuff like that, they're usually insecure about themselves. Like, they're usually just like, hey, cut this person off because they feel like that person could be better for her if she could realize that and, like, leave him. And that's the thing. Like, I tell my exes all the time, I said, look, you have guy friends? By all means, you can hang out with him. My ex, she had two guy friends that I liked that respected my relationship. But the one she cheated on me with, oh, he was trying to butter me up and I saw through that crap. He was buying me McDonald's. He was taking my girlfriend to work back and forth while I sat at the house. I mean, but at the same time, I didn't have money in my car. I had to get a tire on my car and I needed her to get to work and he was working with her. So I thought, man... He was just doing a good deed, but obviously that wasn't the case. I think I was just with the toxic girl that didn't love me for who I am. And I think that's a problem with both genders, in my opinion. Nothing pisses me off more than somebody coming in somebody's life and going through everything. That's like um, 
prime example. Okay, like you. I'll use you as an example. You came into my life, and guess what? I introduced you to my dogs. I introduced you to my family. I introduced you to my hometown. I introduced you to this. You know, my family loves you. My friends love you. They they look, you know, they highly respect you. You know, your family loves me and all this other stuff. And, okay, three years go by. Next thing you know, you're just like, boom, cheat on me, and then you leave, and then you're with somebody else. That annoys me on both sides because I'm like, how could you do that to somebody? How could you open yourself up to their life and experience stuff that a lot of people don't open up and just give? Like, I don't just let anybody meet my mom. Like, you have to have some type of uh, respect and trust from me to even know what my mom's name is. You know what I'm saying? So, like the ex that I had for a year. Her family loved me. They're buying me Christmas gifts. We're sitting here celebrating my birthday together. We're, you know, we're laying in bed together. I said, if anything bothers you, let me know. If we had a little bit of an argument, which we didn't argue much, it was there. But that was what ate me alive is the fact that she cheated. And I was like, dude, we've been together for a year. We even had like a kitten together. You know, that was like our child. I took care of your, your freaking throwing up cat. Like, I did a lot of good things, like clean up the room, made sure she was taken care of. I gave her massages after she got off work. Like, I did so much, and it was just like a kick to the face. And then she turned around and called me a woman abuser. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, a lot of people, a lot of girls like that tend to, once you do open up your life to them, and they open up their life to you, in a girl's mind, they could actually get scared of where this might go because they could get scared that they have put so much on the table, but they don't want to see how much you put on the table, so they actually get scared that they might get hurt, but they don't intentionally hurt the guy. They just don't have the heart to tell you how they feel. And that's where it becomes a major issue in the guy's eyes because you're like, just... If you're not in love with me, just tell me. Just tell me. Stop hiding it. If I say something that offends you, don't come at me when you're pissed off later, like three weeks later, and throw it back in my face when you could have addressed it right then and there. And that's what bothers guys a lot. And that's what kind of turns guys away from some girls. You're like, if you're going to, if if you're offended by something I said or did and it bothered you, you just tell me. Don't give, don't let that be the reason we break up, and sometimes I feel like girls use that as a reason, they're like, well, if you wouldn't have done this, then I wouldn't have cheated on you, or you wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't have broke up with you, and I think that's a toxic girl right there, because you need to just sit down and talk to that person, you know, and I worry about some of these dudes, because that's how Ted Bundy started, he was in love with that girl, Diana, and then she screwed him over, and then later on, you know, he gave her another chance when he was finally being a little bit more successful. Then he just threw her under the bus and then he started going out and becoming the serial killer he is today. And it's just like, even the Zodiac was like that. A woman broke his heart and that's how he went on his killing spree. So I just, I worry about that for some dudes. Like, when when we're really in love with a girl, we cherish every moment with her every moment every second and we just don't want it to end we don't want it to end at all we just want it to keep going and when we get hurt by a girl we really care about it's like the end of the world like literally it is the end of the world for us it just it is what it is and 
it takes so long for us to do it. And then our guy friends get like upset. Like the ones that don't understand, they're like, okay, you've been talking about her for a while now. And you've been talking about the what ifs and the whys, and I don't understand. And now I'm irritated because you've been talking about her so damn much. Me, I don't care. My boys could talk to me about a girl all day long, (laughs) but it's just, that's what happens in a guy's mind. Like we put our heart out to this girl and you know, we meet her family, she meets her, our family, we do nothing but good, and then all of a sudden, it's just, like, backs out, and then I worry that some of these guys are going to get, like, obsessive or stalkerish, or, you know, oh, well, she cheated on me with this guy, I'm going to go and take his life from him, I mean, it's just crazy shit dudes do for love, or when they're obsessed with a girl, and I worry about that. Well, it's not just a guy's mind, either, I'm... It, a lot of females are like that as well, because, like I was saying, uh, the, my first love, yeah, whenever we, me and him were together, because we were together for 10 years before we started dating, and we had a lot of chemistry, like, he knew everything, Damn. and, uh, like, every time that, like, I would hear my parents downstairs uh, arguing over something stupid, I, I would call him. I would be like, hey, my parents are arguing over whatever. And, like, every time that I would hurt myself, I would go to him. I would be like, hey, I, I regret what I did. I, I, I feel horrible. What do I do now? Uh, like, he knew every part of my life. Everything that happened, he knew. Like, he was, he was the first one to know. And whenever we got together, I... I, I full-heartedly I thought he was my soulmate like uh, with all my heart I thought he was my soulmate whenever we were together because whenever a female gets that attached to someone they don't want to see the bad they instantly do not want to see the bad they put every bad thing that happens to the back of their head and they, they ignore it and whenever he cheated on me I cried for months and uh, that's actually when I overdosed because I I could not get I could not get rid of the pain and I felt like I it was the end of the world like I felt I felt like if like if he didn't care about me the person that has known me for ten years that has always been there for me if he doesn't care about me then I I might as well just die like that's what was going through my head right because like I didn't I didn't feel like people cared because out of all the people that i wanted to care it was him that i wanted to care about like i didn't care if my mom cared about me i didn't care if my stepdad cared about me i didn't care if my friends cared about me all i wanted was for him to care about me and i attempted to take my own life because i felt like it was the end of the world because i felt like i just lost the one person that was helping me through everything and without that person you just don't know what to do with yourself. Wow. And I, I feel like, I tell this to a lot of guys, jumping off of what you're saying. Um, if you care about a girl, just be there for her. Like, like the guy you said has been there for 10 years, he was there for you. And a lot of times, yeah, especially if you like a girl, um, 
a lot of times the guys, they like a girl, they get impatient when the girl just rejects them nicely. But I always tell them, I'm like, just be friends with them. Maybe one day you'll get your opportunity. Maybe you're not. But they'll respect you. And believe me, sometimes you'll like being a friend better than you like being in a relationship. Like me and Kelsey. I think we're better friends and we care about each other more than we cared about each other when we were dating. So, <clears throat> it's just yeah, some things like that. That's the same way with... That's actually the same with me and my ex-girlfriend. Like, whenever we were in a relationship, if I'm being completely honest, neither of us were happy. I could see it in her face that she was not 100% happy. Like, yes, we, we laughed a lot. We were always there for each other to talk to. We did movie nights and all that stuff, and that made us happy. But at the end of the day, we were not happy with each other. And now that we broke off uh, mutually, we were like, we sat down and talked. We were like, hey, this relationship is not going to work out the way that we thought it would. And now she is in a, a wonderful relationship. I just think they're the cutest couple ever. And she is so happy. I've never seen her hap happier in my entire life. And I'm in a happy relationship now, too. And it, it, we're just better off as friends. And that's what I think a Can't lot relate. of guys don't see. Because a lot of the fuckboys now, they don't they don't want to see the fact that they could have female friends and not just date every girl that they're, that's in their life. Yeah, like, that's how me and her started off. We were just friends. And I didn't even think of taking it anywhere. I was like, yo, we'll just be homies and... Like, I was cool with her boyfriends, and we were all homies together. We got along. But something changed when I stayed a week, a whole week with her. That's where, back in 2017, that's when things changed. And she handed me this envelope. I said, what the fuck is this? And it had letters in it. And she told me, don't read until you get back to Virginia. I was like, all right, cool. But then me and her boyfriend at the time got in a huge argument. And uh, obviously, we're pretty much have to crush it now because we're pretty much uh, family. <laughs> His uh, cousin is married to my sister, and they should be back in a little bit because they're moving into the house next door. So he's close with his cousin. So eventually, me and him are gonna have to see each other eventually. But but at that time period, he was with her. He wasn't with. He's got a wife now and kids, so he's not with the girl that I'm in love with. He's with her friend, and they're still friends, so I'm like, okay, but the thing with him, we got in an argument, and I, I said some fucked up shit that, to her, because he, he said some things to me, and I said some things to him, but I took it out on her, and I said something I regret to this day, even though she forgives me for it, I kind of eats at me a little bit, I said, why don't you just fucking die, and I know I said it out of pain, and I said it out of anger. But I instantly regretted it. And the moment she left, it was like, oh my god. The four years of my life just went to shit right then and there. And I haven't spoken to her. And I think the only reason we got back talking is because I posted a picture on my uh, Facebook story. And her mom saw it and told her. And she contacted me. I was like, uh-oh. She's going to eat me alive for what I said in 2017. But no, nah, we ended up hanging out when I came back from the beach because I was already in South Carolina at Myrtle Beach hanging with my boys. So when I got back to their house, they're only about 20 to 30 minutes away from where she lives. So I drove over there, spoke to her, hung out, and then it just... We rekindled 
that friendship, but you know, she kissed me first and I was like, son of a bitch. Here I am. My heart's melting and I'm happy and I'm like, God dang it. And it was, you know, she wasn't with that guy obviously anymore, but what ended up happening is, um, you know, she kissed me first. Like I told you, we held hands, we showered together, you know, we slept in the same bed together. You know, her family loves me, and they're like, why don't you, you're going to be with him one day, ain't you? And her mom would always joke around, you want to be with him one day, huh? He treats you right. And uh, there was a time, I think it was a Tuesday or Monday morning, she had to go to work. She was working at Walmart, and, uh, you know, she works 8 to 5. She didn't want to go. She would come, give me a kiss, leave, come back, give me a kiss, didn't want to walk out the door. She's like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. I said, well, go make some money, I'll, you know, I'll be here. And I was supposed to leave, but I decided to stay a few more days, and I tricked her. I parked my car where she couldn't see it, and then I walked in the front door and tricked her. I was like, now you can spend a few more days with me. I'm not ready to go. But I think the moment when I left, and I was talking to her on Snapchat, and I saw his freaking ugly-ass face on her Snapchat. I was like, son of a bitch. Damn it. I was, And it, it just it hurt a little bit because of everything we did those four days like go walking the dog help clean that building so she could turn into her room uh going to the store together um she's asking me about my opinion on things she wants to do to her room um talking with her family watching her sister's kids and playing with them while the baby daddy goes and does some things outside or whatever you know um it just we did all that and then all of a sudden it was just like she got back with him and i was like and then she told me he hurt her. I was like, okay. She said she's never going to give him another chance. I don't know if I believe that. It still says on Facebook she's single, but she removed me off of Snapchat and removed me off of uh, Instagram. So I'm like, I don't know if she's dating him or not. But, you know, the fact that she didn't tell me kind of like annoyed me a little bit. I was like, look, if you're getting back with him, just tell me. It ain't going to hurt as much. But if I come and find out on Snapchat, that's where it really bothered me. And I was just like, man... And she's been on my mind every day, and I'm like, I need to get my shit together. I ain't got time to worry about what's going on in her life. I need to worry about what's going on in mine. But still, like... Yeah, I, that, that's actually bringing back to the person I'm referring to my, as my first love. That whenever I, I was five years old, that's whenever I met him. I was about four or five years old. Because my mom was friends with his mom. And he had two... Uh, two older that didn't like me at all like the two older siblings just looked at me as like as like the ugliest fucking creature that they've ever seen like that that's how i felt like they were looking at me but he was the one that made me like ignore them and my mom was always joking around like you're gonna marry this dude one day like i i can already see the wedding and I, I, we stopped talking for a long amount of time. I was like, I was about the age of seven years old and we didn't start talking again until I was like nine uh, because we lost all contact uh, because I ended up breaking my phone and I didn't have enough money to get a new one. And uh, like... We literally did everything together. The 
property that he lived on, there was a huge field behind his house. We used to always go up there. It was a hay field. We used to jump on the hay bales and all that stuff. We used to go by the cabins. Uh, I used to sit on. I used to sit on his uh, couch and actually smoke with his dad uh, while we were having conversations. And the mother hated me, but it. I didn't really put that into any perspective because the mother wasn't in the light in their life, and it was just dad. Uh. But whenever we got together, it was just like everything, like every scenario that was going through my head finally came true. Because that entire time we were friends, I like was falling in love every single day. Like it was like, it was like falling in love over and over again with the same person. And the connection just got stronger. And whenever we started dating, it was just like, my dreams came true and the reason i don't blame him for leaving i know i should but i don't because one of the main things that will forever be like create uh carved in my head was a promise that he made to me whenever i was six years old i uh, he said that he promised that he would never leave Unless I wanted him to leave. Like, if I told him, like, hey, I, I, I want you to leave, like, leave me the fuck alone, that he would leave. And I was going through a lot at the time, and I, uh, the reason that we fought, uh, fought a lot was because I couldn't control my anger, and uh, I kept uh, taking my anger out on him. And there was one night where he couldn't call, and for some reason, I flipped out because of that. Like, he, he couldn't call due to family issues, and I know in the back of my mind now that I should have just kept my mouth shut, and I should have just been like, yeah, go deal with your family issues. But we got into a fight, and saying that uh, this guy that I'm talking about, he's, he's so determined to keep every promise he makes and he made that promise and me saying shit out of anger i told him to leave oh but then we started talking again yeah i told him to leave and he fucking ghosted me for like a couple weeks and then we started talking again like nothing happened because i was like hey I, I didn't mean to say that and i sent a huge paragraph saying like how i was feeling what was going on and all that stuff and we started talking again because we never actually broke up. And then about a week after we started Oof. talking again, he uh, posts on a Snapchat that he has a new girlfriend. And I'm just like sitting Damn. in the corner. I'm, and I, I'm just like sitting in the corner. I'm just like, uh, we just started talking again in, a week ago. And uh, you are with another person that I can already tell that relationship is not going to go anywhere because I know the girl that he cheated on me with. I was friends with her whenever I was younger. And all she is is a toxic bitch that does not want anything to do with anyone. She's just going to play with his heart. And I know that. And sitting in the corner watching all of this go down, it's just breaking my heart because I know how badly he's going to get hurt because... That was his first love. I wasn't his first love. 
He might have been my first love, but I was not his. He fell in love with a girl in elementary school. And he was really close with her. Closer to her than he ever will be with me. And, uh, like, now that I know this girl really, really well, I'm just sitting back and I'm, it's just breaking my heart every day watching it because I know he's going to get hurt. Exactly, and there's like nothing you can do about it. And you could tell him, and you could tell him, but he's like, sometimes guys, we just want to experience it. And then we want to complain about it later. And I'm like, well, these people have told you these people are toxic or these people don't want you. But like saying it's his first love makes it harder because he's just going to want to be with her. He's like, I don't want to fuck it up. I want her to love me. I want her to be there for me. I want her to just cherish me. I just don't want to lose her, especially when it's a first love thing. That's where the issue becomes really, really bad. Because like I told you, when a guy is majorly in love with a girl, it he'll fall on a knife for her. He'll shoot himself for her. He'll do crazy things just to get her recognition or acceptance or love or whatever the hell they want to call it. Yeah, that uh, like that's why that's why I'm saying like uh, he was the he was my first love because I didn't even know what the fuck love was whenever I was five. Like as a five year old, you don't you don't know what that feeling is that you're feeling. Like you feel a connection with someone that's stronger than a friendship. But you don't know what that feeling is. And now looking back at it, I know what that feeling was. And it's like, that was my first love. That was the first guy that I ever felt that way towards. And even in the back of my mind, that feeling is always going to be there. Because it's, it's the first love. Like if, uh, In like 20, 30 years from now, if I see him walking down the street, I can guarantee I'm still going to get butterflies in my stomach. I can guarantee that I'm still going to get butterflies in my stomach, even though he hurt me really fucking bad. But whenever it comes to first loves, you don't, you don't, like, that feeling never goes away. But he fell in love with one of the people that I know for a fact is going to hurt him because I used to spend nights at her house I used to talk to her about a whole bunch of shit, and I, I don't even know why the fuck I was friends with her, because she used to tell me shit that if if anyone would tell me what they have done now, to the extent that what she has done, like, I, I would just be like, you know what, <laughs> see ya, like, because I don't, I don't do people like that anymore, but, like, she used to say, oh, like, I broke this guy's heart and, like, I don't feel bad about it and shit like that. And I'm just looking at it. I'm just like, damn. You're toxic as fuck. Like, how bad? Because she, she was, like, talking about this one one guy. Uh, I think his name was, like, uh, Daniel or something like that. Uh, and it was, it was a kid I knew. Like, it was a kid that I was really fucking close with. And she was, like, talking about him. Like, he was a piece of shit, and I, and me being the person that I was whenever I was younger, I didn't have the mouth. I, I, my mouth was, like, sealed shut. Like, I, I couldn't say what I wanted to say. Like, every time I would try to, I would freeze up. And I would 
just be sitting in the corner listening to her say all this horrible shit that she has done to guys. And, like, I didn't know what to do. And now seeing her and him together, I'm just like, I know JD and I know her. And I'm just like... It's going to be ugly. Yeah, it's not going to end well. And even if it does last a long time, like, even if they grow up, get married, have children, I know in the back of my mind that behind closed doors, that's not going well. Like, they might might be walking down the street holding hands, acting all happy, giggling in stores. Like, I literally just saw them not too long ago in uh, the sheets near my house. Uh, Shout out the sheets. They were, like, giggling. Yeah, they were, like, giggling, and I... I could tell, because I, I've known JD for so long, and I, I can tell by his face how he's feeling. He was putting on a fake smile. That was, that was the fakest smile I've ever seen on his fucking face. And, like, I could tell he was not happy. What you doing, bro? What you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I was like, how the fuck do you not see yourself crumbling to pieces? And she don't like, care either. It, it, she, she knows. Whenever they got together, she added me on Snapchat. And she is the most toxic girl I've ever met. Because she knew that I was dating him at one point. And whenever she figured out what my Snapchat was, she literally came on my Snapchat. And she was like, well, he, he doesn't like you anymore and shit like that. <clears throat> because... Uh, she was like talking all this sh- shit and one of the things that just even though it was like a heated conversation one of the things that made me laugh was the fact that she said oh he doesn't like you because you have small boobs and I was like if a guy only likes you because of your fucking tits that's not gonna work out alright no, I'm just kidding that's dumb as shit <laughs> who cares about the fu- <laughs> I saw a, a post earlier they're like what a man loves about a woman is a heart we just can't help that her boobs is covering it. I was like, that's so stupid. But I've always been a man of a personality, personally. Like, even with every relationship, even with the girl I'm in love with, I told her, I said, yo, you have your virginity still? Keep that shit. And she, she the douchebag that you know she keeps running back to, she's lived with him. They've been together for two years, and he used to be very pushy. Like, come on, let me do it, let me do it, let me do it. I said, man, fuck that. Like, that's that's some fucking predator type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're... I call that Mr. Pushy. That is the type of guy I call... There's like five types of dudes that are toxic. You got Mr. Pushy, Mr. Charmer, Mr. Stalker, Mr. Guilt Trip, and just Mr. Toxic is what I call him. And he's on the Mr. Pushy side, tries to push peer pressure. And I told her, I said, don't you break just because he wants it. Because you're going to turn around and regret that one day. Like, I still wish I would have had mine, but I lost mine at a very young age, and I wish I still had it. And I told her, I said, look, you want to lose it, you let me know. I'll take it from you in a heartbeat. At least you know you got it taken by a good dude and not taken by somebody that you're going to regret. And I don't want to talk to her, like, years from now, and, like, her mention, like, her first time having sex was with this douchebag. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Something about that bothers me. Like, I don't want her to lose her virginity to somebody that ain't worth the shit. Even though it's not in my control, it just sucks. I just don't well, see, want her to give in. I understand what you're saying because the it, 
JD, the, uh, the guy that I'm talking about, he, whenever m- me and him got together, he, w- he was still a virgin. And the entire two years that we dated, never once did he try and push anything towards me. Uh, and he was like one of the sweetest guys I have ever fucking met. And whenever this girl came into his life, he changed. Like, I've never seen him change that drastically. Like, yes, there have been times where he has been a big fucking douchebag, but he he always has come back and says, hey, I'm sorry, I was just going through a lot or something like that. But when she came back into his life and started talking to him again, she did it just to get under my skin. And she knows that whenever it comes to him, it, it, it gets right under my fucking skin. Because I, even though he hurt me, I am still a, like, it's basically like me and a kitten. Like, if you try to fucking hurt that kitten, you're killing me before that kitten. Because, like, I'm so protective over him because he has, uh, he's been always there for me. And it's, and it's just like, I, I want to step in and I want to, like, fucking break it up. But I also want him to be able to stand up for himself. I don't want I don't want to step in and like do shit for him. Like he's got to experience this shit on his own. He needs to man up because you're not always gonna be there. And on top of that, you don't want him to take it out on you because you're trying to help him and he don't believe you. Or he wants to learn the hard way, and then it kind of cause some friction in between you guys because you just came in the middle of his relationship and he's gonna be more pissed off at you than he would be to her using him. I mean, he'll probably forgive you eventually when he figures out that he got used, but in that time moment, he would probably hate you. Yeah, that, and I understand that, like, uh, because I've actually, I've actually been in a fight uh, due to that, uh, because I have a friend that, uh, her name's Desi, uh, that's short for her real name, because I don't fucking know how to pronounce her real name. Uh, but I call her Desi. Uh, I call her Desi. And she's, like, this... Uh, she's 17, and she's, like, so small. Like, uh, she cannot defend herself with shit. Because I've, tri- I've seen her try and defend herself. And, like, she's... Uh, like, I've always looked at her like a little sister, even though she's older than me. And... I'm just sitting back watching her fall in love with this guy that, just by looking at him, you know he's a fuckboy. Like, he's one of those snotty rich kids that think he he can have everything just because he's got daddy's money. And, I... Hey, can your I daddy help me out? I got into a fight with her. I got into a fight with her because, I uh, a little bit ago, uh, actually I think it was about a year ago, whenever she... Uh, she broke up with him twice before this fight. She broke up with him, got back together with him. It was an on and off relationship for a while. And after the second time, like the first two times, I was just like, you know what? That's your business, not mine. But the third time that she broke up with him and then got back together with him, whenever I found out that she got back together with him, I went fucking off on her. I was like, I like told her everything wrong about the relationship. And me and her got into a huge fight about that. And now, uh, if I'm being completely honest, I don't, I don't honestly feel bad for anything that I said because I didn't say anything that was wrong. I was telling her fucking facts about 
about this guy. And uh, whenever we got into a fight, she blocked me on everything for, like, about four or five months. And then she comes back to me. She's like, I'm sorry. You were right. I'm, uh, I should have listened to you and all that stuff. And I'm just like, because one of the things that she said in the fight was, oh, you're younger than me. You don't have as much experience as I do. And just because I'm younger, I've been through a lot of shit, even yeah. though I'm young. Like, like, I have witnessed things that someone my age should not even fucking know about. Facts. Like, like by the age of seven, actually, no, by the age of fucking, like, three years old, I have already felt the feeling of fucking being raped. Because my brother used to, whenever my parents used to leave me with uh, me with my uh, two brothers, my brother Dylan would just sit in his room listening to music, doing whatever the fuck he's doing. And my brother Nathan would basically do shit to me just because he felt like it. Is he and, blood related? Yes, uh, he is blood related. Oof. Whenever, whenever Desi started coming at me and saying, "Oh, I, it, I don't know all this shit," I was like, "Bitch, yes, I fucking do." Like, it, I have witnessed, I have felt the, I have felt the feeling of being raped. I have felt the feeling of being abused. I've been heartbroken. I have seen shit that I should never fucking seen in my life. I've seen a dead person hanging from a tree, and that was the kid that I was talking about. I, his name was Parker. That's the kid that I said that I dated for four years. I, I walked outside and saw him hanging from the tree out front of the house, and that is not something that someone wants to see in their life. Hell no. And, uh, uh, yeah, especially seeing the person that they have loved for four years, and. Uh, Whatever she came back to me, I was like, I literally told her straight up. This was like an exact quote from what I said. I was like, so are you going to listen to me next time I say shit? And she was like, yes. Mm-hmm. And then she got back together with him again. <laughs> and, I tried fucking, and then I tried fucking saying the same shit I said before. And then this time, not only was oh, it a God. toxic relationship... But this motherfucker, oh my god, he is so lucky that I cannot get to his house because it's a locked community that his house is. It'd be alright. He's so fucking lucky because I, I am not afraid to go to jail. Uh, we'll hop over the I fence. I don't care if I die in jail. But he is so fucking lucky because this motherfucker got a 17-year-old pregnant and then left her. How old is so he? she has a... Uh, he is, I think, two years older than him. Uh, two years older than her, so he's 17 now. And she Awkward. is now 17. He's 19 She now. is now 17. Not only raising her brother, her little brother, because her parents are never fucking there. They're always working or fighting or something like that, so she's always taking care of her little brother. But now she has a fucking newborn that was born, like, two weeks ago. Not even two weeks ago. I think it's less than that. She has a little girl that she has to take care of as well. And I'm just sitting back and I'm just like, how the, how heartless do you have to be 
to take a 17-year-old girl, knock her up, knowing what she's going through at home, and then, and then just leave her. Sounds like a typical fuckboy. Yeah, I'm just sitting back and I'm just like, how fucking heartless can you be? Extremely. Karma's gonna get his ass, though. No, but, like, he might, he might be bigger than me. But she better hot that fence. I've been learning self-defense since I was a little girl. And I am not afraid to fucking go to jail because it would be worth it. In my mind, it would be fucking worth it. She's gonna like, be hopping I, over I, that community fence. Just knock on every door, you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like in my mind, like I wouldn't kill him because no one deserves death. No, no one fucking deserves death. Like that's probably one of the worst things that you can do to someone is murder them because like they still have that that time to change. But they need to fucking see what they are doing wrong in order to change. So I do not care. If I get sent to prison for a severe assault charge or something like that, it would be worth it. I would, I would serve my time. Uh, I would serve my time. I, uh, like I do not care if I get shanked in prison. I do not care if I die over this because I am so overprotective about this girl that I would literally kill someone for her. Thank God I'm like, not him. Because if, <laughs> if you were, you would probably be in the hospital. <laughs> no, nah, I'll be I'll be skipping the country. You wouldn't catch me in the US anymore. I'll be skipping the country. I don't care if it's COVID or not. You ain't gonna catch me. I'm gonna run. See See a lot of thing a lot of people if you ever meet me in person, I'm small. And I will but dangerous. admit that I am extreme I'm extremely short. How tall I are you? Do not look I do not I'm five five. My ex was 4'9". <laughs> that's how tall Desi is. Yeah, that's actually how tall she is. Uh, and uh, I, I might be small. I might not look like I have a lot of muscle on me. <clears throat> but my body doesn't build muscle that well. But that does not mean that I cannot pack a fucking punch to your gut and make you fall. Stomach is a weak organ. Yeah, and the kid that I'm talking about that knocked Desi up, he doesn't know how to fucking fight. He's one of those snotty rich kids. He's never had to fight for anything. Oh, so he knocked her up, so she is... Oh, so you've been talking about her. Oh, that makes more sense now. I thought you were just talking about another girl, but you're actually talking about her. Okay, that... I'm on board now again. Okay. Oh, that's... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And being 4'9", that's really, really... Really, really short. But, damn, so the snobby rich kid knocked up your friend, and now she's stuck with the kid while he's dipping. I mean, she's not stuck with the kid by herself. She knows that I'm here. Like, I've been... Like, male-wise, like, father-wise, like, father-to-the-kid-wise. If I have to, I I will be a man for that kid. Like, because... 
uh, my sexuality, like my uh, how I perceive my gender, is gender fluid. Like, what does that mean? I. It means that I don't go by a specific gender. Like I, I basically choose how I perceive myself that day. So if I want to be feminine and I want to go by she/her pronouns that day, you you call me Trinity because because uh, that because uh, that's my actual name. Uh, but if I am like feeling more masculine that day, let's let's just go by that word, even though I don't like using it. But more masculine that day, and I dress like a dude. You call me Chase because that's my name on- online because that's that's how I usually go by. And like I I have been a dude for so many people, like because I I know there's a girl that lives right up the street from me that does not have a father figure in her life, and she's like five years old, but like every single day, I. Like, between the times of, like, noon to, like, 2 o'clock, I will dress up. My I would dress myself up to look like a full-on fucking dude. Like, if you saw me walking down the street, you wouldn't recognize me because usually I dress how I am. Like, my gender, usually I dress how my gender is. But if you saw me walking down the street, whenever I look like a dude, you wouldn't recognize me. And I have played a father figure for so many people in my life that I know don't have one. Do you think a lot so of girls it, have daddy so, issues too? Well, it's not just girls. I, I I take care of like younger boys too. Uh, but I mean, I know that kind of sounded shitty. My bad. To, like if 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 Desi uh, uh, comes up to me and says, "Hey." The, uh, I, I need someone to be a father figure in this kid's life and I don't know who to go to I'll be, uh, I will literally be right at her fucking door and uh, dressed up like uh, like full on fucking dude I'll be like hey the father's here where's the kid <laughs> uh, well at least she's got somebody like you in her life that'll be there that's awesome cause you know it sucks not having family there and then having the dad just skip and just having somebody there that could help out, especially with you. It, oh, God darn it, my lost, I lost my train of thought. Especially somebody like you that could flip and do both is very like inspirational and very like she's very blessed. Is what I'm trying to say. She's very blessed to have somebody like you that will willing to take the time out of your day and stuff because you truly care about her and truly want to see nothing but the best for her regardless of what her situation is and that's awesome that you know she has somebody like you in her life and that's something we all need is that one person regardless of who it is just somebody that is loyal really will do anything and that's where respect comes in like same thing with my boys I will always be there for them regardless I'm I'm pretty much <laughs> even though people call me Nick which yes that's my name Nicholas um to everybody's kids I'm Uncle Nicky even though I'm not blood related to them my ex's sister's kids Uncle Nicky uh to my nephews Uncle Nicky to you know anybody's kid if I play a part in that person's life and I always tell people this 
If you want me to stay for the long haul, that's good. But do not introduce me to your kid if you're going to not be cool with me ever again. Because I do not want to break your kid's heart because you fucked up and wanted to walk out. And that's... I'm already dealing with that due to my ex's sister's kids. They love me to death. They love me more than they love my ex-girlfriend. They love me. They're like, where's he at? They'd call her on FaceTime. It's like a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And Bailey, you know, she's four. She'd be like, where's Uncle... Where's Nick? Where's Nick? Where's Uncle Nicky? Where is he at? She's like, he's laying next to me. She was like, show me him. She'd be like, demanding. It was like, demonic almost. Show me him. But they love me to death, and, you know, I'll never see him ever again. And the youngest one, her birthday's the day after mine. Set, you know, November the 2nd. Mine's the 1st. So, I just, like I told Kelsey, I was like, look, whoever you're dating, I'm going to sit down with them and tell them I'm not here to... You know, be your side dude, be the backup, be a fuck buddy, be anything. Like, I'm your family, I'm your brother, that's all I'll ever be from here on out. Regardless if you get your heart broken and you're crying, I'll be here to cry on your shoulder, but you try to take it a little bit further than that, nah, sorry, that ain't happening. We ain't kissing, we ain't doing that, because sometimes when girls get hurt really badly, and there's a guy there, they tend to do something in the heat of the moment where... They are not thinking, and sometimes they might kiss you, and it might lead to something else, and I'm just like, nah. But I'll always be there for her daughter, too. So to everybody's kids, like I'm like Uncle Nicky, and the kids love me. Prime example, my mom was working out of school. She was like a behavior specialist, so she was in there with kids that really had like behavior problems, even though it was a regular school. So my mom asked the principal if I could dress up as an elf and come into the school. It's only about 200 kids in the school. It's a very small school. Shoot, in my school, we had like 30 kids per class. <laughs> but this one's only 200 kids in all. The whole entire school was only 200 kids. I'm like, goo. But elementary school as well. But still, that's a, that's a lot less than what I had in elementary. So I went into the school, went into the bathroom. I dressed out in my elf costume. One kid actually saw me through the peep. Even though I was already, full, already fully dressed, they saw my shoes. And then they saw like through the people. And I was like, shh, telling them to be quiet. He walked out, he's like, Miss Janice, which is my mom's name. He was like, Miss Janice, there's an elf in the bathroom. (laughs) But the whole time I went into the classroom, I gave these kids hope. Because even though, at the end of the day, we all know Santa's not real. But I give these kids something to believe in because they come from broken homes. And my buddy was like, well, Santa's not real. And I looked at him, I said, yeah, but when kids stop believing in Santa, they'll eventually stop believing in God. And the moment they stop believing in God, they eventually stop believing in themselves. And you want them to believe in themselves. And he was like, dude, that's so deep. I never thought about it like that. I said, they don't have to believe Santa's real for the rest of their life. If they don't believe in God, that's okay. But at the same time, you don't want them to lose faith in themselves and lose who they are as a person. So I'd go around and these kids like try to make their day better regardless of what their home situation is. All the kids would be like, Charlie, Charlie, because I was like, fuck it, I'll just name myself Charlie the Elf. And I was like, Charlie the Elf, Charlie, Charlie, Mr. Charlie, Charlie. And, I, you know, I would tell them about how the North Pole is, even though I don't know. They would make drawings for me. They even made um, ornaments for me that I put on the tree every Christmas. And I still have their pictures. And I always wanted kids to have a better life than what I had. And even though I can't give them that, at least I can make one day good. Even if their whole entire life has been shit, at least for a few hours on that one day, I can make their life special. And that's what I did. I walked in the cafeteria, all the kids loved me, and I was like, ah, I feel so great. I was like, dude, this is 
what I live for. I, I mean, of course, by all means, I'm not no daggone Mr. Beast or nothing like that. But just to be able to make these kids happy was amazing. And like you say, being there for somebody that you care about, whether they're in a shitty situation or not. And that's how I feel about my guy friends as well, is regardless if they have kids or not, whether they're with the baby mama, baby daddy, or whoever, I always support them, always. And that's just me too, so it's so cool to have that same perspective as you do when it comes to, hey, I love this girl to death. She's like my ride or die. And regardless if Mr. Rich Boy's in the picture or not, I'll be there for her and the child regardless until the day I'm dead. And that's so cool. And it's really hard to find people like that. Even when people are like, oh, that's my friend. Yeah. You'll see who your true friends are when you're going through a pickle. And that's so cool that you're remaining loyal to her regardless of the situation. And you're not judging her for being a parent or, you know, the guy not being in the picture, making stupid choices. Yeah, she did make a stupid choice. Yeah, she, you know, laid down with the dude as well. It sucks. But at the same time, you're not holding that against her. And you're going to be with her by her side through it all. And that's amazing. And for that dude, you're a piece of shit. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Daddy's money or not. Well, see, the per- the type of person that I am, just to give you a, uh, more of a perspective of the type of person I am, whenever I consider you family... Like if I say if I say hey that's my sister, even though even though we're not blood related, if I say hey you're my sister, you know for a fucking fact in my life that I'm not leaving. Like, Same. The second I consider you family, I'm staying unless you want me to leave. But like, uh, even Same. Even uh, I have had so many times where Desi has uh, said hey. That, like uh, whenever we get into arguments or something and she says fuck off leave me the fuck alone I know that she's just saying that out of anger because of the sh- shit that she's going through so I, I'm just like it, I just like stick by and I'm I just wait for her to come back because I I know for a fact that she's saying that out of anger and eventually she's gonna realize hey I shouldn't have said that or something like that and she'll come back. And I'm always going to be here because I'm the type of person that whenever I consider you family, I don't care how much you push me around. I I know when it's a good time to leave and I know when it's a good time to stay. Right. So whenever she like says, hey, fuck off, leave me the fuck alone. I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll leave you alone. I'll let you cool down. And then I'll wait for her to come back because I, I know that she's just saying it out of anger. And, like, that's with, like, every single one of my friends. The second I say, uh, say, hey, you're, like, a brother or a sister to me, that's the day you know that I'm staying. Like, I don't give a fuck what the fuck you do to me. I'm staying. And that that is my mindset, too. And, like, I've gotten a pickle just not too long ago. There was a girl that I personally know... Um, we used to ride the bus together, but my two friends who've been both loyal to me for 12 years having a little issue last year. And so they're not necessarily cool with each other. They don't really care for each other, but I like them both. And, you know, they got an argument over this girl and the girl doesn't know they're even arguing over. I'm like, look, like we're going to settle this 
but I'm not going to always step in the middle. I mean, if it goes any further, then that's on you guys, but a girl's not worth fighting over. It's just not. And I told them, I said, you guys don't have to be best friends, but just be civil. Because like I told them before, you're going to run a, excuse me, y'all live in the same city. You're going to run across each other. They ran across each other at the most random place I've ever thought. My buddy Sean, he's an electrician. My buddy Brandon was a, uh, a forklift driver at this company. But my buddy Sean was doing electrical work for that company. Even though he doesn't work for that company, he had to be there to work on their electrical. Right now he's working at a bank doing their electrical, but he had to be there. And him and Brandon crossed paths, and they spoke to each other. So I'm like, I just, you know, you guys are going to come across each other one day or another, and just fighting over something that's not worth fighting over is just ridiculous. Like, I've been in that situation before, and it, it really is not worth it. And they both love this girl to death, and I don't, I don't know, it feels like they both love her the way I love, you know, the girl I'm in love with. So I can't really say, like, y'all need to get the fuck over it. You know, because I know what it's like to be in love as well. Because I'm in love with somebody I just currently can't be with because of me being four hours away in a whole different state. I mean, I've been trying to work my ass off to get back, even if me and her don't work out. But it's just, they're fighting over it. And I'm like, you know, they're telling each other like, uh, you know, I don't really think, you know, you should be hanging with him. I'm like, look, just because you got a problem with that person don't mean that I have an issue. Anybody who comes at my friends... Whether it's a friend going at one of my other friends, you handle it like a man. Don't be coming at me and telling me that I need to be stop being friends with somebody. I mean, it's not just them. I've been in another predicament like that, and it was a stupider situation. And the guy was telling me to choose sides. I said, I don't choose fucking sides. I'm a neutral person. And, of course, it doesn't matter anyways because the guy that he was arguing with, I'm not friends with no more. I kicked him to the curb. Even though every time I type my name in freaking Google, his freaking ugly ass pops up next to me. And I'm like, God, I look so handsome in that photo. But standing next to Robbie, I could have just cut him out. It would have been nice. <laughs> but it's just, that's how I am with my friends. Like, what I'm trying to say is, regardless if my friends are beefing with each other, my loyalty is already there. Like, I lost a friend in a car accident, and his family was nice enough to give me his Halloween mask because we worked at a haunted attraction together. And he was in a clown town, and you know, I worked in the asylum, but he was like family to me. Like you said, everybody that I call my brothers, aren't, or yeah, or brothers or sisters, they're not blood related to me either. But I've known them for so long, and my loyalty has been there for so long, and their loyalty for me has been there. And that's why I struggle making new friends here in Virginia, because, you know, my loyal, I just want to stick to my small loyal group of friends. And also, um, a lot of people around here are two-faced as hell. But even when he died, I put his face on my t-shirt. So not only I got his Halloween mask, I put his face on my t-shirt. So I, like, cropped out one of his old pictures, and I put a sky behind it, and I put him up there, and I put, like, his date, everything when he was born, and the date he died. And a lot of people were making it their profiles and stuff, and I thought it was pretty cool. But that's just who I am, too. Like, I'm extremely loyal to whoever is family to me if I call you a friend I'm not expecting you to stay in my life long I'm not but if I call you like a brother sister this that and the third then I'm expecting you to like be there forever unless if you tell me that you don't and I've gotten like really bad spats with my boys but now that I'm older I know how to handle it better and I'm like this is what we do but I would never choose friends over friends or I'll never 
uh, I'll never cut my friends off over some bullshit, and I'll never turn my back on my friends. Even if they don't want me to be in their life, I'll be here until they want to speak to me. They want to call me, they want to talk to me, by all means, go ahead. But I'm not going to sit here and choose sides on anybody, and I'm definitely not going to have some stranger come up here and, you know, hey, you need to get your boy. That's what annoys me about dudes. Like, I'll be hanging out with somebody, be friends with them for years, and some random-ass stranger that I don't even know, hey, man, you need to get your boy. Motherfucker, why don't you grow some nuts and go talk to him, you damn self. Don't come talking to me. I ain't no damn messenger. My name ain't Hermes. The hell do I look like to you? So. Alright, well. It was. I, I you uh, you're good. If you want to talk more, I have Snapchat if you want to. If you need advice ever. Yeah, you, you I'll. Can write down my Snapchat. I'll, uh. Hold on, let me. Jet. Where can I write it? Oh, God. I, oh, man. I was like, I'm using my phone, but if I exit out of. Stereo won't let me. Okay, so. Where's a notepad on my computer? <laughs> computer help. What is that? I don't know what that is, but uh, let's just fuck okay, it. Let's write it in Google. I don't care. I don't care. I'll just write it in Google. Damn it. Um. So, all right. What is it? It's T J. Is it capital? Zero six one zero. Yeah. Is it that like that's the number? So it's not like O or nothing. It's actually okay. I get it. All right. Yeah, it's well, I gotta go eat, and you gotta go. But it was great talking to you, and I appreciate the knowledge that you dropped on me. That was amazing. Now you can see what my ugly face looks like on Snapchat. <laughs> oh God. I don't judge anyone. Ah, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. All right. If you, if you have any- Well, we share the same time zone, so. Because <laughs> I'm only five hours away, so. <laughs> like, literally, we well, I'm only five hours away. <laughs> well, yeah, if you ever need advice, I'm, I'm always there to talk to, so. Well, I do appreciate you. You taught me a lot today. So, I really appreciate you. And uh, you have a good night and stay safe now. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, you guys, that was an amazing episode, and I just can't even imagine. What is that, Nick? And oh, that girl, man! This other girl cut me off earlier. I was trying to ask her questions like that. Thank you for uh, being up on. Okay, stop, 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 stop. Don't want another person's conversation, Bland. Well, thank you, Chase slash. I think her name was. Trinity, Trinity. Uh, sorry, I'll just call her Chase. But thank you for being on the podcast. It really meant a lot. And I hope somebody learned some knowledge and learned something from this. So I love you guys. Thank you to listening to the podcast. It really means a lot. And y'all stay safe, and I'll catch you in the next one. Peace. <laughs>